The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Papp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Welcome back to Past Yet Present. Today we're going to talk about receiving. Receiving. How open are we to receiving? I heard I'm not gracious. Harry, my husband, is definitely not gracious when it comes to if you give him something. Oh, you shouldn't have. I remember some of the patterns. I know my, my mother's out there laughing, and she says, yeah, go ahead and tell them. If anyone ever took me out, I was to order the least expensive thing on the menu and not get anything to drink, just ask for water because you're someone's guest. If I'm at somebody's house and they offer something, always say no thank you. I wonder how many people, you know, my mother was, you know, a child of the Depression. I'm sure they didn't have enough. It's interesting. I guess it it comes through as we talked about epigenetics and soul wisdom and things like that. Before we had the third kid, we just had two. And I handed the older one a cookie and he broke it in half. And he said, that's for his brother. And I said, your brother doesn't have teeth yet. He can't eat it. And he said, from when he does. And I said, it will be stale by then. Our nature is to share. Our nature is abundance. Our nature is all of that. And yet, we're taught this whole rigmarole of limitation. And not just limitation of what we have or what we can't have. And you really better be good or you're not going to get this. Or, oh boy, the threat. No, on the holidays. Halloween, you're not going to... I remember when I was a kid, the parents joking about how it was so convenient to have those threats keep us kids in line. And all the threats were, hopefully you had it a little easier. Maybe maybe it was worse. Who knows? But if we go back and visit some of this stuff, I'm laughing, but maybe some of it really isn't laughable. We carry that with us some of the time. And who are we to deserve whatever? And who are we to, in whatever subtle form, And I hope your life was filled with people who could see you and help you bloom. But there are lots of ways we don't see ourselves. Well, talk about receiving. Right before we did this podcast, I I started to say, well, what are we supposed to talk about today? And the phone rang. And I know I've talked to you about what we call him the tree guy. It's a really wonderful book out there. It's called The Man Who Planted Trees and the Lost Groves, and the name is longer. It's written by Jim Robbins. He's a New York Times reporter, and you might have heard about this already. I think I've talked about it. So this man, David, he was not thinking about this spiritual stuff or channeling or any of that. He had a near-death experience, and 
he downloaded after that experience he was channeling big time about how to save the big trees, the champion trees, not just by planting seeds, but by going to the tippity tops and getting the freshest growth and cloning them because we're at a place where we really need a guarantee that repopulating, they have to be strong, strong, strong. So we're pals and we channel together sometimes. And I love the tree project, of course. It's interesting whenever I feel like a dilemma, like, hey, what are we going to, he calls. I didn't even say hello. I said, what do you, what do you have cameras set up around here? Really? And he just laughed and he said, it's all about receiving. You need to talk about, we need, we need, I need to learn to receive, he said. And I said, oh my God, you know, we've been talking about signs. We've been talking about allowing even manifestations, things that we would think in a physics kind of way are impossible. But you know, our out-of-body loveys, they have energy just like we do. And they, they use the word cross-pollinate. They're funny. We can go to pollinators like butterflies and hummingbirds. And they are one of the favorite, favorite signs for our out-of-bodies to use because their vibration is so high, similar to theirs. And they love being used that way. They love the energy of the out-of-bodies. It's lovely to them. Their frequency is so high. And to them, oh, this is new to me. They take it as a matter of course that this happens once in a while. They're not thinking about what it is. To them, it's a little lift and a hug. And oh, it feels good to go to that place, which might be right in front of your face or window. One guy who's been out there for a while, Ryan, he brings his mom and all, <laughs> more and more people who love him, a beautiful red cardinal. I had to stop. You know why? I could see it. I could feel it. My heart was fluttering with it. And I couldn't get the word. I couldn't retrieve the word. Because sometimes the energy is so beyond the words. Sometimes our need, our want, our love. Love is a great word, but sometimes even love isn't a big enough word. Or frustrated or pain. We're in pain. That word can't. There was a time in my life I never understood where, and now I do, you know, how some people go through times where people can be cutters or hurt themselves. You know, I thought, oh my goodness, how unhealthy. I pray that they feel healthier and they don't want to do that. And then at a time when I was so desperately praying, hoping for someone to be okay, I understood it because it's almost like the understanding of manifesting visually on the physical plane how deep the pain is. I didn't. It's so easy to understand the depths that we go to where you look okay. How many times have we been in a place, I know I have, where you run into somebody in a supermarket and they say, how are you? And you just, you either crumble and, and they catch you or you run. We carry a lot in a world where we're expected to carry a lot for others and for ourselves. And so David Tree Guy, he hears me when we hear each other. Do you know that? You know your loved ones feel when you're not okay? 
You know, sometimes you feel like you know somebody's going to call and then they do. And oh boy, you are psychic. You picked it up. But you know what? Maybe they got the message first with your heart. Maybe your heart sent out a message that they receive. Don't underestimate. We talked about the platypus. All these moving parts that scientists say like, what? You've got them. Yeah, no, you're not duck-billed. But you have the parts to be able to download, to be able to feel, to be able to be aware. And here's the word, to be able to receive. And David, I said, you know, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And I heard everyone cheering out there. He said, yeah, but if you're going to teach others, you have to be able to do it too. I'm working on it too. We all are. Wayne Dyer, who I really love, and and he laughs because I hadn't read any of his books, and I bought one at the library, and I hadn't cracked it open. But when he passed, he's a very dear friend of his editor, who was at Hay House at that time, and she's my dear friend, so we channel him. And then he got in the habit of coming around when I'm sitting there writing a book, and I like to write longhand, and he said that you have to be a little more disciplined and set up a sacred space. Be kind to yourself. Light a candle. Have a, a special pen. You're going to do it this way without a computer. Go old school, but give it a little sacredness, not your your pen that hurts your hand and, and the ink isn't coming out, right? But then he said something so tremendously beautiful. He said the reason his books resonated with people is because he was learning as he was going. And he channeled in, if I'm not doing it with you, why would you be able to relate with it? I love to channel, and that's other people's stuff coming through, and that I can do. Learning how to receive for myself, I'm a soul like everyone else, and I'm learning with you. And I appreciate that a lot. And he pointed that out, because unless we're really doing it together, haven't you already found that the vulnerability... It's so scary, that vulnerability. But I've channeled in time and time again from people who have passed, good, lovely people who love their families. What was wrong with me? I wish I hugged them. Why didn't I say? I was so afraid. I was afraid I would cry. I put, well, that's how I was taught. Or, you know, I was taught you, you provide this and then no, that's for the other people. That's, there are so many ways that we are taught to be more limiting than our true abilities and our true birthright. There are so many ways that even beautifully souled people and beautifully intentioned people, why didn't I? Why didn't I? And oh yeah, I need to get through. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you. I wish I could come back and hold you. I wish I'd come back and tell you. And very often they say, but I bet if I came back, I'd probably still be in my head because it's out here that I realized. We're gifting each other and ourselves with doing it here. That's the new evolution. We're doing our life review. We're expanding. We're understanding. We're allowing the exchange that we would have out of body. Now, out of body, you can watch the life review in a way that the brain can't really do here. So out of body, we're doing it soul-wise. Do you know what that means? Everything you can't remember, the soul does. Don't forget, I channel people. Do they have their physical brain with them? No, that's someplace else. It's in whatever state it's in. Ash in the ocean or under the ground, whatever it is. 
But those memories, people see a life review. They know those things and they're able to have exchanges with us in real time now. People are so surprised when their loved ones say, it's going to be a little weird because I'm going to talk about what was. And then I'm going to talk about now and what I see. And I'm going to talk about the things you've been doing since then because I see and I love you. And no, they're not peeping toms. No, they're not invasive. But they support and they love us. And we have a choice. Do we want to receive this? Even if we can't see the signs now, if we say, Joe so-and-so got a sign and I didn't yet, and somewhere in you there's 20 signs piling up because we don't know how to perceive your loved one doesn't, is figuring it out too. It's a collaboration. But any limitation, probably something you learned here from someone who learned it somewhere else, and you don't want to pay that forward, do you? and your peace and your harmony. You want them to rest in peace? They're not resting until we can rest easily knowing that love continues, that we are collaborating. Allowing ourselves to receive is the most important thing we can do, way better than using our noggins to try and figure it out because the brain is a tool that will tell us how to get it right. And the brain is the tool that we've been trained with. I think therefore I am. And teachers, you memorize this and you cough up that. If you're lucky, it mattered how you feel. If you're lucky, that recess wasn't monitored standing in a row to do an activity where there was still no freedom. If you were lucky, you know how to daydream. I remember I asked a teacher in high school, I must have been some weird kid, and, and I raised a hand, and it was a social science, I it wasn't too far off the mark, too out of context. And I said, do you think it's possible to have consciousness in more than one place at the same time? Like being able to pick something else up somewhere when you're here? And he said, you mean I'm teaching here, but I'm out there playing golf? And I said, well, not really, but sort of, kind of. And he said, no, I don't think so. And you know what I did? My consciousness flew out the window because there was nothing there for me. You do that too when you daydream. When you go off, does it mean I literally flew out the window? If, some, if the fire drill it happened, I was still there. I didn't leave. I didn't leave my body. They just pulled on my little toe on my right foot. You have more consciousness in your little toe on how to work this body and how to do it. And you don't need to get mad at yourself that you haven't figured it out because of all of our figuring out is not the method to go about it. So all the old tools are, I better get this right. And if I work really hard, these are different rules. This is allowing and it's receiving. And I've learned over the years that I love receiving communication to share with other people. I feel so blessed that I know, tried different things, usually with this kind of energy. When you play with this energy, all of us, there's so many different things we can do. There's so many ways we can use it. Years ago, we were on the Law of Attraction talk radio 
cruise and one of the fellow presenters, we had a blast with each other and we we're channeling with each other. You know, you're up early, you're going to everyone's seminar, you want to, you want to see everybody. The energy is up and good, but it's like two in the morning and we're up at six and we poke our heads in the disco. And here's this guy, if you ever want to look up something wonderful, Healing Pack, healingpaq.org. It's Amin Hamid and his brother Eamon Hamid, and they have a beautiful website and all kinds of things they offer. But he's dancing there. I mean, he's jumping around and he's dancing. And Harry and I are looking at him like, you know, the energy's high and we're pretty happy. But what? And he said, come on in, we're going to do this. People need some energy in here. And I looked around and I saw the room was filled with the out-of-bodies. And not everyone was there for the cruise. We had our group on the ship, but then there were, you know, hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of people that were not involved. But I'm looking around and he's there almost as a catalyst, as a little medium dancing catalyst there. And I'm watching the energies above us getting stronger and stronger as the collaboration is happening and the smiles are breaking out. And I'm also watching the dancers' auric fields get bigger. Wow. I also knew I was tired and Harry and I needed to go to bed. <laughs> we didn't stay. But you know what? What was he doing? He was feeling that joy and he was spreading it. He wasn't saying words other than just telling us what he was doing, which was a game changer for us in terms of understanding. We all have that life force. And sometimes you could be feeling pretty, pretty, pretty down, of course. But we're animated from the inside. What animates us? The soul that's inside the vehicle. And so even though we might, this is funny, this is chilled in, we might prance around and preen with our vehicle, or we might think that when we're inside our vehicle, we only have certain modalities of getting somewhere, because if you're in your car, well, you're going to have to go on your wheels, and it's not a duck tour, and you're not going to go on a boat. Remember we talked about the platypus? I use the analogy of a car a whole lot but we are boats and birds. Again, you have to know what the physical body can and can't do. I'm not telling you to do something silly that physically gravity, you know what we're talking about here. But the thing is, the expansion, the receiving. Take a deep breath. Remember the intention. The expansion is the intention. Ah, the protection. We clothe ourselves in a robe of white, composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of God. They're laughing out there. If your eyes are closed, notice what's going on behind your eyes. If they're closed and you want to open them, just on that one line, notice how light is different. It almost feels like, and don't work too hard, but I, I'm almost getting that wavy, you know, like dust motes in the sunbeam kind of energy. Remember watching things like that when you were a kid? Cats still do it. Dogs too. I think all animals do it. Maybe, I hope we still do. If we forget, it might be something really lovely to do. Because when you do that, you're taking in energy and expansion and something that you don't really think about every day is seeing that kind of light play. 
our capabilities are so much more than anything that we were taught. And if you were taught by people who really are expanded, how lovely is that? And if you were able to receive it, and, you know, you're the people that the rest of us are receiving from too. We're all receiving from each other. As Wayne Dyer said, I had to be open to the learning, even as I'm channeling and writing down. I'm learning with each channeling session. I'm learning. And as you probably know by now, when I'm done channeling, and it, David actually taught me some exercises to help my body to let go, I would always say thank you and let it go and give the contact back to divine and to the people I channeled for because it's private and it's theirs. I won't think of it or feel it or remember it. I know I'm getting old, I can't remember anything, but this is different. And it's a conscious choice. Lately, I've been asking for divine consciousness to allow me to remember the love and the concept and be able to receive the beauty of it and understand the healing of it without any personal context. And so that I can carry it and share that with the all. That's a way to receive and be able to allow what I do. In other words, I was taught just like everyone else. Don't take, don't do, say no. And say no, thank you six times at least. And go hungry, whatever it is. And then you realize the foolishness and you play with it in your head. And then you realize that that's not how the soul works it's learned behavior. Anything that's limiting is learned behavior. And by the way, one thing that's come in from the time I was so tiny, people fighting over what to call God. I like divine consciousness. People like different words. When I do my mantras, different words come in for the day. And if I do channeling for someone in the protection I do quietly before I start, the people they pray to, and that I understand as glorious, magnificent parts of creation that are here to help. Everything is beautiful and expanded. I include those names too. To me, it's the all. But I was taught not to receive here as a person. And I just had a big learning curve and I'm sharing it with you now. I understand if I think too hard about it and the brain tries to decipher it, I can get in my way. That's thinking too hard. If I drop down into the heart and gut and go into the zone and just listen to them and what needs to be said, working for them, not my nervousness. The ease, they've taught me ease to receive because it's going out to someone else. How many of you out there will receive something because you know it'll be good for someone and you, and you run and give it to them? That's a learned behavior too. It's time to take a deep breath, swallow it in, and sit there and I'm part of the receiving. We all need to be part of the receiving because in helping ourselves, we help, we help each other. And by helping ourselves and helping each other, we bring such grace and joy and happiness to our out-of-body loveys. That's what they want for us. They want us to receive so much love 
It's a problem here on the earth plane when we have so much love to give and we are... They're there. They're still giving their love. We find a new way. Collaboration has to be receiving. And by the way, there's a whole bunch of kids making a whole lot of noise out there saying, out here we have groups. We have support groups. You know who runs the groups? And they're crying. The ones whose parents know, the ones whose parents say, I love you out loud, the ones who talk about them, the ones who throw them a kiss goodnight, even and as they might, might hug their other children goodnight. That love is there, and they're receiving it. And the ones who receive it are helping the children whose parents are learning how to receive and learning that their children still can receive. And they're getting support. And they know, don't feel bad. And don't hit yourself over the head. It's the opposite. Eventually, you'll know. Eventually, you'll embrace. But how you live here every single day, and even how you lie there, and what my professor Ellie Wiesel would call the dark night of the soul, you can receive, and you know what? You're receiving even when the mind doesn't know. You have been having to. And you might not know how to categorize it. Maybe you do and you're dancing with it. But if you don't know how to categorize it, and you don't know how to spell it out, and you don't know how to put it on the table so you can touch it and feel it and see it, know that your heart... Yes, your heart is doing an exchange and you're taking responsibility because your lovies need to receive your love. Love is greater than pain. The phrase came. Amir, Alan in the book who said, if you didn't love me so much, you wouldn't be in so much pain. Love is bigger. Let yourself receive and let the love for everyone around you but your own sweet heart Give yourself some leeway for how you were brought up, for the you-know-what that might have rolled down the hill. I remember asking my mother about a concept saying, that doesn't make sense because everything else feels like that doesn't fit, but you said it, and it doesn't fit, and she, she thought for a moment. This was before the years of dementia, and she thought for a moment, and she said, you're right, I don't believe that. I was told that, and so it came out. And I am so grateful to have had that conversation. It's natural for the people who love us to give us things to keep us safe, sometimes armor, sometimes things that we don't value, sometimes things we do, because they were taught it was valuable. Then it's up to us to decipher what's valuable and what's not, to defy, defy all that's been put inside us, by running it past who we are, our soul, and how it resonates. And that beautiful antenna that we drive around in and that really has a limitation, it's on the earth plane and it can get cut or hurt, it is trying to help us discern, but it also, to keep us intact, sometimes there's a knee-jerk reaction to keep us safe. 
The brain is a wonderful tool and it will help us over and over and over again. But the things that we're taught, even to the shame of those we love out of body, do you know how many times I hear something so sweet? It's okay to honor the parents or the loved ones. And they don't even want to say the word. Usually what comes in, they won't let me say the word. Okay. <laughs> they said, you can rack your brain. They just said, see, you got stuck in your head looking for the word. I did it just now. So what came in was limitation. But the word that usually comes in, they told me now, is dysfunction. All of us learn how to function in this magnificent world. We're given tools and some of them work and some of them don't. And our job is to sort it out and figure out how we're authentic. And our brain is told, you sit still and you do this and you memorize this. So we're told to put that brain on a pedestal. But your heart, your gut, you know, you know, it's your birthright. So honor the brain. Give it a good hug. Give it a little kiss even. Thank it for doing a good job trying to sort out and then ask to receive beyond what you were taught. Ask to receive in high vibration. Ask to receive the communication, the healing. Ah, ask to receive what they need. And maybe they just need you to look up and say, Hi. And maybe you just need to go inside the part of yourself that still exists. Oh my God, that's the part that's forever. You know, the brain, somebody out there said, we did a whole session on talking about the D word, that four-letter word, but they're using a five-letter word. The, they, they just said something almost comical. The physical brain does not survive D-E-A-T-H. But it's a wonderful tool to navigate while you're on the earth plane. Your soul, your soul uses that brain as a tool, but is navigated more by the gut, the heart. So keep that fabulous brain and it's serving you well, and it's wonderful. But if there's any of that, we need to do it that way. It's like the scientists with the platypus. Remember, we talked about that. You don't want to have a limitation that doesn't exist. And so many times, people who miss their loved one are following patterns they had when the loved one is out there getting rid of the pattern and learning to receive and praying that they can get through to you and that you can receive. Don't be mad at yourself. There's no time. Time We'll talk about time sometimes. <laughs> time is not what we think, even though we live in a standard of time that's measured. But it's so beyond. You know that. You wake up from sleeping how many hours? It felt like a second. What was going on? So many beautiful mysteries. Let's receive and grow. And what's the intention? Love, 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 that connection. So even if it's if you're in your brain and you don't know how, your soul does. You don't need to worry about it. That's the brain. 
So we're not going to listen to that now. We're going to suspend that which was taught to us. And it really would be helpful to seek out magical music and magical movies and TV shows that are not so mean-spirited. I know it's a real trend. How mean can they be and how far will it go? You might really, really think about, ha use the thinker, and then feel what would best serve you vibrationally. See, we're starting with a thought. Ah, what TV shows am I watching? What music am I listening to? And sometimes we really need to have some music that headbanging stuff. Sometimes you can't take it, but sometimes I need to listen to it so I won't bang my head against the wall. These things are here to service in whatever way. Ask your heart and soul, what will best support you? Allow yourself to receive it. And if your head is helping you, then good. If I think about what channeling is, my head will get in the way and I'll think, what are you, crazy? The minute I'm doing it, my head's on board because my head is coming for the ride and not directing. And it's really interesting. We can choose how to direct. Please, divine, let me not hold on to other people's stuff that's personal to them. It's theirs. I honor that. Oh, but can I... Can I remember the love, even not about them? We all have that. If it helps, if it's easier to look up and not think a specific person, all out there loving here, receive the wave of love of one vibrational level wanting to support another and knowing you're part of that too on the vibrational level you're on Don't let your head tell you otherwise. Your head can be your friend and a tool to help you. Especially in understanding that we don't have to get it right. And that Wayne Dyer, I I think he got a lot of things right. He does it, thank you. (laughs) He should have read my books then. (laughs) And he's right. But I really understand what he's saying. We're all doing it together. And if that exchange isn't happening... You're doing it with them out there. Look up and say, help me, show me. Or just, what do you need? Hi. Go eat their favorite cookie. One kid says his mom's diabetic. (laughs) Go get a balloon. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. They're actually, this happens a lot. They'll start coming up with almost whimsical and silly things to remember that laughter. Laughter is really the vehicle. Love. Love is what we travel on, in body, out of body. Don't be fooled. We have an amazing, an amazing opportunity in this body. What pioneers we are. We're no less than they are out there. But we got this and the illusion. Let's look up and tell them that we don't have to have an illusion We know, we know they need us, we need them, and that doesn't stop when a loved one transitions out of body. And it won't happen when we do that. You think that love is going to stop? No. But when we go out, we'll be feeling it on both ends. They just said to tell you one more thing. 
Harry and I were with my mom when she went out of body. My eyes were closed, and I was just with her. I was in what was happening. Thank God Harry's eyes were open so he could see what happened. I felt myself expand and rise, and I heard laughter, and I saw the big giant tablecloth floating out towards us, welcoming her back. I saw a few I recognized, my dad, of course, and so many I didn't. And she was so excited, it felt like Cinderella at the ball. And I felt myself gently being pushed back. And I didn't open my eyes right away. I held on as long as I could. I know I wasn't allowed to stay there. And when I opened my eyes, Harry was staring at me with giant ones. He said my mother and I both smiled, the biggest Cheshire cat grin. And she passed and I kept grinning. That's all real. We can think about these things and sometimes we experience these things. And it's really lovely to have so many beautiful experiences firsthand. But we have to be careful that what we've been taught doesn't negate them and that we don't have a preconceived notion of what's real. And I have to say, that's the difference, my growing up, because my mother said she could feel things, but she didn't the way I did. But it was okay. It's all okay however you do it, however your brain is wired. Your soul has chosen how to wire, how to expand, you came in with soul wisdom to exchange here on the earth souls in body and your loveys out of body. It's funny they're using that word, your loveys, because love is basically the vehicle that the vibration travels on. Our loved ones say, they're with us out there. If we need them, they travel at the speed of thought. We're not taking them away from, you know, they're interested in doing and they're, they're channeling in and they're learning. If we need them, they travel at the speed of thought. They can feel us. We have those abilities too. But we have our nice, shiny, wonderful brains to help us. Let the brain be the support for the soul who knows. And even when the brain is doubtful, let the love be the choice every time so that you can receive, so that they can receive, and so that every day while we have loved ones out of body and we're in, in body, it matters so that we can share with them, so that we can learn they care what we're doing here. If we're breathing, there's a reason, and they want to help us keep breathing, keep exchanging, and they want to teach us to receive. So throwing a whole lot of love out there, and they are too out there, and let us all receive it. Feel it as a gentle, sparkling, energetic rain. Remember, drink a lot of water today. We're playing with being in higher frequencies. We're playing with our mind. And right now, the mind is the sailboat taking us to the higher frequencies. We're training the mind to believe in the platypus because it's real. Why should we be anything less than the beautiful, beautiful, magnificent soul that you are? 
and your loveys out there know it. And they're beautiful too. And we're receiving. Let's all just keep receiving. And let's all dance when we can. And let's throw that love around. Because even if you don't know for sure it's going to land, there are plenty out there who are jumping up and down and saying, oh yeah, we're getting it. We're getting it. Let's learn together. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy in space. Together, we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncapp.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.